now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. I'm your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. If you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, your castle, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellis, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Bove. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's my pleasure being your host here every week. And I've been here for uh, four years now, over 230, I think it is, episodes uh, here on the weekends on CFAX 1070. Uh, I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds, hundreds of transactions in our fair city. Proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada, and I would be pleased to help you as well, too. So if you are looking for a second opinion or advice about real estate, whether you're transacting or just thinking about stuff around the home, don't be shy. Feel free to reach out to either myself or the rest of our whole home show team members. You can find our contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or you can always just reach out to me. Uh, happy to coordinate. You can find me just by going online and looking up Tony Joe Real Estate or Tony Joe Remax or Tony Joe Victoria, British Columbia. You should be able to find me. And I love, by the way, hearing from our listeners. Uh, always great having chats with you. Uh, today, we are talking about types of ownership. Now, there have been a couple of properties that come up in this very hot marketplace, and for some reason, they seem like really good deals. Why is there a $250,000 townhouse in a marketplace where townhouses are $800,000? Why is that? And that's what we're going to be talking about today with our show partner, Gurpreet Randawa with the Sitka Law Group. She's going to be talking about the types of ownership and exactly why that $250,000 unit is not $800,000. There is a difference, folks, and it has to do with ownership and the type of ownership. That's what we're going to be chatting about uh, today. As always, if you've got a topic that you'd like to talk about regarding real estate or your home or things around the house, uh, investment, what's going on out there in the marketplace, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can find uh, any of us, all of our whole, whole Home Show team members' contact information by visiting, again, cfax1070.com, looking under shows, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Or you can always just find me, Google me, send me an email, tony at primeteam.ca. Uh, give me a ring or a text, 250-419-7439. That's 250-419-7439. Would love to hear from you guys. So many great chats about real estate out there. And by the way, if you're a podcast listener, you can download all four years and over 230 uh, hours, 230 episodes uh, of our program here by visiting iTunes or Google Play. And there you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. So uh, it's been a very busy real estate market. Of course, it's something that everyone's been reading about, not just about Greater Victoria here, but real estate in general. And we're always having to remind people about where Victoria stands in the Canadian marketplace. Now, we're not 
we're not cheap. Affordability, unfortunately, is something that Victoria does not have to offer. We are beautiful. We've got beautiful weather. We have beautiful vistas. We've got beautiful waterfront, uh, a lovely community. We've got so much stuff. One thing that we don't have is affordability. I get that. And, you know, you wonder why people often, and I read posts and I read uh, uh, discussions uh, out there online, you know, why can't the government do this? Why can't, you know, um, trying to do government intervention to make properties more affordable? It's not working. And you know what, in the 30 years I've been doing this, it has never worked. This is very much a free market economy. And this is the problem that we have when there are more people wanting to come into the city than those that are going out. Our net migration figures um, are up there. This town is growing. We're over 400,000 people. I remember when I started in real estate 30 years ago, Victoria was barely 250,000. Right. Every once in a while, I look around and I say, oh, my goodness, the streets are busier. You know, why? What's how? Why is it harder to get around nowadays? Well, because there's a lot more people here. And this is one of the prices we pay for being in such an attractive area. But a question comes up, though. Where are we in the grand scheme of things? And I often quote the fact that we are the third most expensive real estate in Canada. And that is true. And listen, I just put together a report on a video on our YouTube channel. And we talk about real estate prices as currency. And let me explain to you what I mean. You see, right now, uh, or, or the month of December anyways, the benchmark price for a home, you know, a typical home in Victoria was recorded by the real estate board at $1,066,800, and that is for the entire greater Victoria. Obviously, there's more locate, there's areas that are more expensive, Oak Bay is more expensive, Machosan is more expensive, there's areas that are less expensive, but just comparing apples to apples, and using some sort of figure to compare with. I use that to compare with other places in the country. Now, why did I not use the average price? Because the average price in Victoria for a single family home came up at over $1.3 million in the time, same time period. And the reason for that is, and I say this all the time on the, the show here, averages are skewed by the amount of higher price properties that sell in that given month or lower price properties that sell in that given month. See, uh, back in March of 2006, there were two properties in the Uplands that sold for $10 million each. And as a result, the average sale price in Victoria went up. I think it was 15% during that month. That didn't mean that the market went up. That just meant that a couple of expensive houses sold and that influenced the average sale price. That's the reason why averages are not necessarily accurate. But using the house price index uh, and comparing to other towns, if Victoria is a one, you know, let's just say a factor of one, greater Vancouver, so the greater Vancouver area is 1.8. It's so 1.8. Uh, uh, versus Victoria's one. So it's that much more expensive, right? Uh, Fraser Valley, which encompasses things like Abbotsford, uh, Chilliwack, outlying areas of Vancouver, we kind of, you know, uh, lump them all together, Vancouver and Fraser Valley. That is a 1.4 compared to Victoria's one. City of Toronto, 1.6, right? And again, Greater Vancouver, most expensive, uh, city of Vancouver, or sorry, the city of Toronto, 
uh, next in line. And then, uh, of course, there's us in Victoria, right? Um, now, how about other areas? Well, we look at places like Calgary, right? We got a lot of migration from Calgary. The benchmark price in Calgary at the same time was 547000 for a single family home. So that's 0.51 of Victoria, basically half of Victoria prices. And what that means is if you're coming from Vancouver, in order for you to have the same kind of house, you're going to need to come up with twice as much money as you're used to in Calgary. Uh, or conversely, if you're moving from Victoria to Calgary, your dollar goes a long way, right? Houses are basically half price. Edmonton, 0.4. The Vancouver Island Real Estate Board, so that's everything north of the Malahat. Uh, comes up at 0.74. Biggest surprise is the benchmark price for Parksville Qualcomm, which came up at $927,000. That's a big jump. That's 0.87 of Victoria, 0.87 of Victoria. We look at places like Nanaimo, which is 0.74, and the Couch and Valley, which is 0.73. The North Island, North Island, very affordable, 0.4, right? Average, or sorry, the benchmark price there, 424,000. But we look even further as well, too. You know, when you look at Montreal, the benchmark price was uh, 578,000, so 0.54. Uh, Ottawa, 735,000 or 0.69 of Victoria. Uh, and then finally, places like Halifax, Halifax, Dartmouth, uh, 477,000 or 0.45. And finally, Saskatoon, 359,000 for a benchmark price for a single family detached home there. That's a factor of 0.34 Victoria. Interesting to compare, but listen, if you're interested, you want to see the video that I recorded with all this information, I just go to YouTube, look up the Prime Real Estate Team's uh, page. I will post this also on our CFAX uh, webpage here. Uh, have a look. You might find it very interesting. Uh, in any event, we need to take our first break of the day here. When we come back, we'll be having a conversation about types of ownership, freehold, leasehold, co-op with our show partner, Gurpreet Randawa from the Sikha Law Group. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. The average price nowadays for a condo in the Great Victoria region is somewhere around $660,000. A lot of money. You know, things sure have changed. And of course, as a result of the pandemic and a whole bunch of other things, demand and supply, of course, prices continue to move upwards. When we look at townhouses, they're closer to 825,000 or thereabouts. So um, we have recently had a number of calls from people curious about a couple of developments, notably one in the Admirals area. There's a townhouse development, it's 1506 Admirals, and a unit just sold there. It's a townhouse, a townhouse unit just sold for $200,000. Uh, it goes without saying, there's a lot of interest. We had, I mean, it wasn't even our property, but we had, oh, I'm going to say probably about a dozen or 15 inquiries. And the question is, why is it 200000 And why are the rest of the townhouses out there, you know, $700,000, $800,000, $900,000? Well, that's what we're talking about today, because sometimes things aren't what they seem to be. We have with us today uh, our guest, a regular contributor, of course, one of our show sponsors and show partners, Gurpreet Randawa from the Sitka Law Group. Uh, Gurpreet, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Tony. Um, now, this is something, of course, you bump into on a regular basis, and it has to do with the form of ownership, because that townhouse site that I was talking about, it's not a freehold strata, that's a leasehold development, right? Yeah. So let's start by talking about 
uh, freehold, so fee simple ownership. You know, people own a house, they own a home. It's not a strata. What are their rights? What does it mean to own a fee simple home? Yeah, good question, Tony. Um, owning a fee simple home home essentially means that you have exclusive ownership of that property. So you essentially um, benefit for any from any increase in value over time. Um, it's yours. Uh, it doesn't ownership doesn't expire uh, on, a, on upon a specific event occurring. It's your property. Um, and most condos, townhouses, detached homes are structured as fee simple ownership, even if it's a strata. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's essentially what fee simple is. It, it indicates that you have ownership rights in the property. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, you just brought up strata. So let's talk about that too, because um, there, there are other, there are other things to consider with a strata because you have shared costs, shared expenses, there's, you know, shared property and stuff like that. That's what a strata is, right? Yeah. Exactly. Most, well, in BC, condos and townhouses are structured as condo or excuse me, stratas and most duplexes are as well, though duplexes may not follow all the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and a strata still allows for fee simple ownership. So you own your unit, your condo, your townhouse, and you have a common interest in or an interest or ownership in the common assets. So things like the elevator, the hallways, the foyer, the lobby area, and the way that you cover the costs associated with running those common assets is by way of strata fees. Um, so you pay a monthly amount to contribute to a fund that helps cover the costs associated with running these common assets, maintaining them and repairing or replacing them over time. Mm-hmm. And, and how people contribute is dependent on um, this unit entitlement. So their share of ownership relevant to uh, the exactly. other owners, right? Exactly. And every strata creates their own budget. Um, which prospective buyers have the opportunity to review. Um, so it's also based on what the budget is to run that building. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and these things all fall under the British Columbia, it's the Strata Properties Act. So there's basically a law that, that states how these stratas have to administer um, the cells and, and how they operate. Um, when it comes to things like uh, freeholds, so it's a freehold strata, as you talked about, mm-hmm. um, uh, people get mortgages on them. So you can get a mortgage yeah. just like you can because they, um, the bank, of course, is interested in your interest in the land, right? Exactly. Your your ownership interest in that unit um, and in the common assets. Um, and you, as the owner of that unit, do benefit from market fluctuations as well. So if prices are going up, you're increasing your equity in the property. I think that's the thing that sometimes people have a hard time kind of envisioning is, you know, when they live in a condo, you know, with a house, of course, you can see the land, you can, you can, you can feel the land. But when you're in a condo, you're in a high rise you know, there's not a lot of land and it's kind of hard for people to consider, oh, I, I own a sliver of this land, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, re- because really what it boils down to is the bank, when the bank loans money, they're, they're, they're actually attaching themselves to the interests of the, in the land, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you own your unit and you have an interest in the common assets, which include the land based on unit entitlement. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and of course, you know, I mean, as they always say, uh, they, they're not building any more land, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's extra true here in Victoria because of, of where yeah. we live. But um, for, for the lenders, that, that land is the security, right? Yeah. Exactly. For lenders, they, they need that security to ensure that if there's a default on the loan, they have something to collect um, 
from. And with condos, townhouses, freehold ownership, they're able to force the sale um, to be repaid. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you're talking about things like there's a process, like the foreclosure process or, or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So it brings up the question here, what is with these, you know, $200,000 townhouse on Admirals? We just sold a uh, condo uh, in James Bay at uh, $300,000, you know, in the nicest area of, or one of the nicest areas in Victoria, you know, how the heck can somebody buy uh, a property for this price point? You know, this is Orchard House, this is a development, you know, right by Beacon Hill Park. Yeah. It's because these are leasehold properties. So let's, let's start talking about what a leasehold property is. Yeah. So leasehold property um, is a property that has an owner, um, or a landlord. And the prospective purchasers who buy into these types of buildings are essentially buying the lease, not ownership interest in that unit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why these are off price lower than uh, fee simple ownership is because your right to occupy this unit is going to come to an end. Yeah. Um, there's a fixed term for this lease. And obviously, the value of these is going to decrease the closer we get to the end of the term. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've seen them, they might be a 99 year lease or a 75 year lease or a, a 60 year or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you often get people calling you up and saying, you know, wh- wh- why, how does this work and why is yeah. this? Yeah. Very common. We, we get many questions about leasehold um, property. So we do explain the difference between leasehold and fee simple. So ownership rights is the main difference. Um, very, very important to review the lease um, and the terms of the lease, because that's going to govern, you know, your occupancy of the property, how costs are covered, the term, how long you have the right to occupy. Um, we also have to deal with the fact that you often need the consent of the landlord to assign the lease from the seller to the new buyer. So you wanna include appropriate conditions in your contract to ensure that that will happen. And often the buyer's responsible for the cost associated with having you know, the landlord, having their lawyers review the assignment and having to attend to signing of it. So there's additional costs there as well. Well, that reminds me. So there is a, there is a transfer that happens. So there actually, it does trigger property transfer tax too, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's an assignment of lease that gets registered and it does trigger property transfer tax. Yeah, Whew. there's so much to unpack here, actually. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this. And I want to go a little uh, much deeper into this uh, after our, uh, our break here in, in just a moment. But, you know, something you touched on uh, a while ago and something that I led with is the fact that the cost is very different. Right. So because of the fact that there's no interest in the land, that's why this townhouse is 200 or $250,000 in a marketplace where everything else is 800,000. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny too, because I I remember those units when I started in the real estate business 30 years ago, they were always, uh, you know, much less expensive and they have gone up to some degree. Right. But not in the same uh, capacity as uh, regular, regular real estate uh, is concerned. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, reminder, listeners, Capri, if people need to get a hold of you guys for some great uh, uh, legal discussions, how can they do that? They can do so via our website, sitcalaw.ca, or by phone, um, 778 265 2677. 
And as a reminder too, of course, the Sitka Law Group uh, information, along with the rest of our show partners are all on the cfax1070.com website. Look under shows and the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Need to take a break right now, but we come back. When we come back, we'll be continuing our conversation with Gurpreet Randella from the Sitka Law Group, talking about what the heck these leasehold properties are all about leasehold versus freehold. And then there's this whole co-op thing. Oh, things get really confusing, but that's the reason why we're here. Right, Gabriel? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a moment. Now, the whole home show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the whole home show and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Bove. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, too, if you're a podcast listener, you can find all of our past four years worth of recordings on iTunes or Google Play. Just search the whole home show with Tony Joe, and they are all there. So much great information. Having a conversation today with show partner, Gurpreet Randau. She's a partner at the Sitka Law Group. Uh, Gurpreet, again, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Tony. I got to say, it's not every day that people have access to someone in your profession. Everyone thinks that lawyers are, you know, not approachable. You always are. We love this. This is, And I'm, I'm sure you get listeners that call in looking for some direction as well, and they should feel welcome to do so, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We're always happy to provide general information. Yeah. 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 Uh, and of course, you do all the other stuff. You read the state uh, conveyance, tr- um, refinances, estate planning. Estate yeah. planning. Oh, yeah. 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 corporate, all those things. Yeah. You've got a, you've got a great team. And the other thing that uh, I, I hear that people love is the fact that you're not downtown. So it's not jockeying for a parking <laughs> spot. You're a suburban law firm. You're out uh, by the university, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Lots of free parking. Yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, listen, we were having a conversation before the break uh, about this whole leasehold property thing. And just as a little recap, um, you know, this is a different form of ownership. And uh, what I heard from you, the biggest thing is the the owners just leasing uh, the property. They do not hold an interest in the land. So who typically owns the land? Who typically has an interest in the land? It's usually a corporation, a numbered company. Um, And you essentially make your, your, it's the equivalent kind of of strata fees, you do still make monthly payments mm-hmm. to the landlord to help cover the costs associated with running the building. Yeah, you're uh, sharing the elevator maintenance costs yeah. and the janitorial. Exactly. Like but yeah. remember, you don't have the rights that owners of strata property have because the strata property act does not govern this type of ownership. Oh. It's all governed by the lease. Yes. Okay. So that's also an important one too, because every once in a while people say, well, I want a copy of the depreciation report. I want a copy of minutes of strata meetings and all that, but they do not exist in a leasehold property, right? They often don't exist. They usually don't exist. Usually your rights are covered by a lease. Uh A lease can be modified over time. There could be a head lease, subleases. So you really want to make sure that you obtain copies of all these leases, which are registered against title to the property. Mm-hmm. Um, the building, yeah. uh, and you want to review them all in detail. How are costs covered? What is the rent? Is the lease in good standing? What is the term? Yeah. Um, what's required to obtain approval of the landlord to assign the lease? Yeah. 
So you then, really want to review in detail. Yeah. And, and that big question too, is what happens if we're getting close to that timeline? Because a lot of these, I, I think people need to understand the reason why leasehold properties exist is they, they predate the strata property act. So there, a lot of these buildings are older and we didn't have condos back then. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're actually much more common in Vancouver. So, you know, a lot of the uh, older buildings, nice buildings in Vancouver, they're, they're leaseholds. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, yeah, they, they're not administered the same way. Right. They're not administered the same way. Um, you don't have the same ownership interest. You essentially have the right to occupy yeah. that unit for a period of time. Okay. Now, yeah. the, the, now, the biggest piece about this that we haven't touched on yet, and, and Denise would answer this question too, is because there's no interest in the land and what you're doing is you're, you're owning the lease, um, they don't get financed as a typical uh, a fee simple, like a, 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 a mortgage uh, exactly. Do, right. Yeah. It is. There's only a few lenders who are actually willing to um, finance leasehold property. So you, if you are looking to make an offer on these, you definitely want to include your financing condition um, to ensure that you are able to get that in order. Yeah. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here. You might not be able to answer this, but when you're helping people register a leasehold property, how commonly uh, are uh, banks or lenders involved? Um, very commonly. There's... Um, oh. Yeah, I, in my experience, haven't dealt with a major bank financing on these yeah. types of properties. I've dealt with credit unions. Yeah. Um, so I find credit unions are often more willing to finance leasehold property um, than the major banks. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a story. You know, you often wonder, you know, if people can't get a traditional mortgage. And the other thing too is you need a bigger down payment because the credit union, if the funds are available, they might need 35% down at a minimum, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it begs the question, well, gee, you know, wh who would buy this versus uh, a, a regular condo, for instance, right? But of course, I've already said the prices for condos are that much higher, right? Mm -hmm. um, I often think about some of my clients that have bought leasehold properties and uh, common examples are, for instance, retirees who sell their Fairfield house and they're cash buyers mm -hmm. and they're sitting there considering, okay, well, do I put my money in a $600,000 condo mm -hmm. or do I put my money in a you know $400,000 leasehold property? Because when, when they're in the unit, mm -hmm. The, the, the lifestyle experience is very similar. Yeah, exactly. Right? You got the elevator, yeah. you got the common, you got your neighbors, you got the you know uh, garbage uh, drop-off and all that stuff. Um, but the biggest difference is the financing piece. And I will never forget, I, I had a client many years ago, I had this conversation with her. I said, you know, they don't go up in value like uh, freehold stratas do. You know, you just got to be aware of that. And she says, she says I don't care because my kids are going to get all this later anyways. Um, she just didn't want to tie up all of her money. Yeah. She took the difference and um, she probably invested it or maybe even traveled or something, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my experience as well as, is that demographic purchasing in the buildings? Sometimes I deal with like military families or um, families who are going to be in Victoria for a very limited period of time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, there are specific buyers who buy into these buildings because of you know, the fact that there's no ownership interest. We don't know how costs are going to change over time. Um, that's all going to be governed by the lease. There might not be the same notice provisions. There won't be the same voting provisions. You don't have a say in those types of things. Yeah. Uh, it's really up to the landlord. 
So something that I haven't experienced yet, and maybe you've heard uh, uh, of them or, or whatever, is what happens when these uh, leasehold uh, developments, when the lease expires? So technically, well, it depends on the terms of the lease, but yeah. usually at the expiration date, you know, you're going to be required to vacate the property because yeah. you no longer have the right to occupy the property. Yeah. And it's up to the landlord to decide whether or not they're going to renew that lease. Maybe they want to sell the building. Prices have increased quite significantly. Maybe they want to take advantage of, of the seller's market. So you just don't know. There's no guarantee that there's going to be a renewal. Mm -hmm. um, you want to really look at the terms of the lease to see if there is the right to renew um, yeah. or if it the default is expiration, vacate property. Well, and, and that brings us, you know, full circle back to the, you know, the fact that there's there's uncertainty there. It's a very different form of ownership than free, fee simple uh, uh, freehold ownership, because you said at the very beginning, when you own your property, um, you, you um, sovereign's the wrong word. But I mean, you 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 basically you're in command of everything. Yeah. Land. Nobody can tell you what to do. Right. Yeah. W within the confines of the municipal uh, regulations and all that stuff. Yeah. And strata bylaws and so on, if you're in a strata building, but you have the ownership interest. Yeah. So that's the key piece that's missing from leasehold is you don't own the land or the unit. You simply have the right to occupy it pursuant yeah. to the terms of the lease that's been assigned to you. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh my goodness. So much to know. And again, uh, if you ever have any questions and you're looking for uh, representation uh, uh, as a law uh, office, uh, feel free to reach out to Gurpreet and her team at the Sitka Law Group. Gurpreet, uh, what's the best way for people to do that? I have your website, sitkalaw.ca or phone 778-265-2677. Hey, you guys are pretty active on social media too, right? So We try uh, to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, hard yeah. to keep up with the changing trends though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we don't get, we don't get very many uh, uh, people in the legal profession, you know, uh, being uh, social media savvy, but you guys do a good job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, we need to take uh, our break here. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Having a conversation today with our show partner and sponsor, Gurpreet Randawa. She's a partner at the Sitka Law Group, suburban law firm uh, owned by the university. Uh, yeah, you guys handle everything, wills and estates, personal injury, corporate stuff. Um, yeah. but, but you don't handle what? We don't handle immigration law, um, intellectual property, criminal um, so we're a general solicitor firm with, and personal injury. Okay. Yeah. You, you generally do all the nice stuff. Yeah. Okay. The fun stuff, helping first time home buyers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Hey, actually, before I forget, I mean, how have things been for you? I mean, you know, it, the market's been kind of crazy. There's been a lot of pressure. Uh, I I think last time we talked, there was the concern about not being able, not having the capacity to handle uh, all the files and stuff. You were dealing yeah. with that, right? Yeah, I think many firms were dealing with that. We were dealing with that, um, but um, it, it's not as as crazy right now. And, and January usually isn't as busy as spring or summer, um, but we are uh, gearing up and ready to go for a busy spring and summer. Um, but right now things are relatively calm, which again is the norm for January. It, you know, this whole notion of a low inventory, high demand, multiple offers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, as you know, I mean, we always recommend to the clients that we're working with, get your legal advice uh, up in advance, talk to Gurpreet uh, or your lawyer and yeah. figure the stuff out before you make your offer, right? Be, be yeah. all set up, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. Have your lawyer review the contract, review title. If you're buying Nostrata, you know, all those documents, bylaws, depreciation reports, minutes, Mm -hmm. um, do as much due diligence in advance as you can do. Yeah. You know, people are looking at buying a whatever, $600,000, $700,000 property, biggest purchase in their life. And the scary thing is a lot of people are doing that kind of blindly nowadays. You know, they're just, they're committing, they still need to get financing, but they're not making it subject to financing. And I know you guys, I mean, you always advise, you got to, you know, make conditions, but it's tough in, in, uh, uh, in the context of today's marketplace, right? Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of unconditional offers. I often don't hear from clients until they have an unconditional offer. And at that point, know that there really isn't an out anymore. It's a binding contract, um, which means you must complete. So you're going to have to have a plan B in place if you're not able to get that financing. Well, it seems like everything more or less is going okay right now. I, to me, the biggest concern is when the market kind of shifts and starts going back to normal. Uh, yeah. That's where we're going to start seeing some failures, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a scary thing. Well, okay. So we're talking about ownership, uh, uh, fee simple uh, ownership, freehold uh, ownership, always the best way to go. Right. Yeah, that gives uh, you ownership rights. Great. Uh, and then, as you said, stratas are another form of um, freehold ownership. It's a little bit different, though, because you do share, you know, there's common costs, com- you know, yeah. bylaws, regulations and all that stuff. Right. Exactly. Uh, and then we've been talking about leasehold properties today, you know, which are nothing new, but but something that uh, is kind of interesting. There's also something else. I mean, we don't need to touch on it because it's completely different altogether. Is this whole notion of co-ops, cooperatives. Uh, and we see a fair amount of those, for instance, in Obey, like in some of the older areas. You're buying into a cooperative. You're buying shares. Exactly. So, that, so that's not a lease. It's something totally different, right? Yeah, because you're essentially a member. Yeah. Yeah. And then you need to get approved and yeah. like there's an entire process. Um, I guess I guess what, what we're really getting to today, and this is the purpose of our, our conversation is, you know, whenever you see something that looks too good to be true, it's because it is. Usually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So if yeah. you if you see that nice condo by Beacon Hill Park, that's only, you know, three hundred thousand dollars. And then the one in the building next door is six hundred. Why is that? Well, it's because of the ownership. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's usually because of the ownership. And remember, even with stratas, if it's price low, you really want to make sure you review the minutes because maybe there's a special levy that's been assessed um, so that in strata buildings can also explain why the price is low. Yes, thank you for bringing that up because there are occasionally cases. There was one not that long ago where there, uh, which building was it? I don't want to mention it, but um, the owners were expecting, I think it was a $90,000 special assessment. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why the unit was only listed at whatever it was, $400,000. It's because you're paying $400,000 now and you know you're going to have to come up with another $90,000 or more. Yeah. Right. And that arrangement may not be good for some people. They can't get the financing or something. Totally. It may impact the financing. You may not have anticipated that expense um, or budgeted for it. So, and you just generally want to really review, you know, the minutes, the depreciation report, look at the state of the property um, and make a decision based on that. Because, you know, if strata loads are low, they may be increased over time to be able to account for increased costs. There may be a special levy that's coming. So very, very important to do your due diligence and review all the strata documents in detail. 
But it's interesting, you know, because uh, of course I teach the applied practice course for new licensees uh, in, in the province. And one of the things that comes up is who should be reading the strata documents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's a, there half of the camp, the realtors say, well, the realtor should read it. We should understand. We should know what's going on and all that. The other camp is we're not qualified to do that because we're not in the property uh, management business. We're not uh, licensed for property management. Um, you know, when it comes to financials, most of us don't have financial acumen. Um, and we remind licensees, new or old, that mm-hmm. if we, and I'm sure it's the same in the legal uh, um, industry, if we practice outside of our scope of expertise, uh, things like our errors and emissions insurance become null and void because yeah. we shouldn't be talking about that. Right? Yeah, and that's similar in our industry as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is the reason why it is crucially important to have somebody like um, uh, a law office, like you mm-hmm. guys, go yeah. ahead and review these things. Right. Yeah, and there might be multiple professionals involved because, right, we can't provide an opinion on insurance, the strata's insurance policy. So you probably want to uh, have an insurance agent review that. Maybe you want to talk to the property manager about the budget because mm-hmm. um, we can't really advise on the budget either. Um, I usually recommend that buyers review the strata documents um, minutes so you get an idea of the inner workings of the strata depreciation report so you have an idea of when things need to be repaired or replaced and i will often uh, offer my services if they have questions some clients actually just prefer for us to review all of that which we can do as well Um, but it is good for prospective buyers to try to review all these documents to get an idea of the inner workings and to see what they're getting themselves into potentially for sure. And I, it's important for uh, listeners or, or, or clients to understand too. I mean, you pay for the service because, you know, literally it's it's someone who's a qualified lawyer who's yeah. actually going through, you know, a few hundred pages of very dry. Uh, I mean, you guys are good at reading dry stuff. You know, <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not so good at that, but it's yeah. labor intensive, right? It is very labor intensive. Some of these documents are three to 400 pages. Yeah. Um, so if you if you are going to ask your legal professional to review, do give them t- notice. I often get a call a day before condition removal to see <laughs> if I can do it, and I, I usually can't at such short notice. Yeah. So give your legal professional time, reach out to them in advance, see if there's going to be a fee for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, it's a reminder to realtors as well, too. You know, when you're preparing to get a condo or a strata listed for sale, get those strata documents in advance. You know, don't wait because, you know, if you have a sale in hand and then we have to wait, you know, five days or seven days for the strata documents from the property management company and the form B and all those other kind of stuff. Um, it's just it, it uh, these things can be done in advance. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, we, we like planning and I, I'm sure you do as well, too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's just kind of bring it home here. Again, we, we had a conversation at the start about freehold ownership, having a conversation about leases, you know, some tips on the whole strata uh, ownership uh, and stuff. Uh, again, be careful, be, be uh, very diligent about things like special assessments. Um, get a review, you know, uh, the law office can do the strata document review. Uh, what we didn't mention, though, is things like depreciation reports. It's engineers are probably best uh, to review mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? Yep. And to provide an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, that's very specialized, uh, specialized knowledge. Right. Yeah. Um, But I I just want to bring it home and go back to this whole leasehold thing, because this is where we started. You know, why are these things so cheap? Uh, um, If somebody comes to you and says, Gurpreet, what do you think? Should I go ahead with that? Uh, Again, I'm putting you on the spot here. But what is what's typically your answer? I can't answer that. 
Okay, well, that is a that's a legal answer if I've ever heard. I I I tell them the difference. I explain the difference between leasehold um, and strata, um, detached homes, uh, the importance of reviewing the lease. I'll I'll even offer to review the lease, and uh, it's really up to you to make that informed decision, right? Based on all the information that I'm providing to you. So, um, yeah. And, and this is the thing, cause it's, it's the balance of, you know, yes, it's cheaper and maybe yeah. on a, on a monthly or affordable basis, it makes more sense. But as long as you know, the drawbacks. Exactly. And, yeah. That's the key is being aware of the pros and cons. Yeah. And then for us, the conversation that we typically have is the resale, right? Yeah. The resale is not going to be the same as a, uh, as a fee simple or, or, or things like that. Oh my goodness. So much stuff to know. Uh, again, Gurpreet, uh, thank you so much for coming. It's always uh, great to have you here. Uh, remind our listeners, um, uh, best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, website, sitkalaw.ca or phone 778-265-2677. Or find you guys on Facebook or Instagram, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, again, if you need um, uh, any sort of assistance with your legal stuff, you guys handle uh, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. Uh, no, um, real estate. Oh, you do, you do real estate, but no, yeah. uh, suing people is not what you, <laughs> what you like. We to don't do, do civil litigation, criminal yes. law, immigration law. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. And you guys are located, um, on Cedar Hill Cross in Shelbourne. Fantastic location. Lots of parking. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys are, are very handy uh, to have around. Um, thank you for the conversation, Gurpreet. Hopefully this has uh, shed some light for listeners about this type of ownership. And, uh, uh, and that's why it's cheaper. You know, yeah. if you're wondering why, there is a reason. And if yeah. you want more detail or information on this, uh, contact me or Gurpreet or any of our team here at the Whole Home Show uh, at CFAX. Gurpreet, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. Yeah, and to the rest of our listeners. We will be here for you this time next week.